Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait?
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright you going to learn today. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, all right. Salam, 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 salam. Okay. Salam, 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 salam. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, uh, if you didn't know, um, my mother-in-law, you know, uh, we were sitting in prayers before. Uh, my mother-in-law, uh, uh, she, she was called home. And my mother-in-law was called home, and um, me and my wife and, and two of my children, we, we were in, a, in Georgia um, uh, for, her, for, for, her, for her going home celebration. And for all the brothers and sisters and families that, that sent uh, condolences, that sent love, uh, and even sent some uh, financial support to help us in what we had going on, uh, our many thanks for your alms, our many thanks for your, for your charity. And, and for your well wishes, it is really deeply, truly appreciated um, uh, that you extended to, to me, my family, to my wife, um, and her family, and my in-laws. Thank you. I thank you very much. Um, I do. I would like to apologize for not that I can't apologize. Uh, Blog talk has been tripping, y'all. Um, the servers have really been. I, I'm not sure what's been going on. For like, like, starting to like two months ago. And not more than that. Uh, these servers have really been tripping. Um, lately, they have not been allowing us to to connect to the live air, the, the live on air uh, broadcast. Whether it's myself or Brother Tazapa, um, even the Brother uh, Bonabad, trying to trying to actually get a link on. So today it delayed my my actually starting the show by ten minutes. And when you go to the to the website, it tells you that they understand and know that there's issues uh, with the servers. Um, and connect to the live broadcast. Excuse me, and connect to the live broadcast, and that the engineers are working on it. And this has been going on for the past two days, so we're going. We're going to try and get through this today. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully this comes. This comes out. This this, this comes through. Okay. Uh, hopefully, it, it, I'm, I'm being loud. I'm heard loud enough. I really can't tell. Um, that's the only reason why today the, the broadcast wasn't done this morning. And I'm trying to hear tonight, and hopefully they they have this issue resolved uh, for the brother Tazer Pot tomorrow if he's able to do his show. Um, uh, FYI, for your information, uh, for tomorrow being Thursday, which will be November 10th. No, November. Yeah, I think it is a 10th. Uh, but we'll see. Right, we're gonna see. All right, brothers and sisters, um, and trying to catch back up with where I left off with, and, and our last class when I had the brother Gabarkawa. And shout out to you, Kabarkawa, uh, and shout out to all the brothers and sisters across the country, um, to my family down there in Florida, to Gabriel uh, uh, Allah and his wife Anisha, uh, and their niece and nephew uh, Keontae and, and Rihanna. Uh, uh, thank you and, and, and shalom to the family of Sean Kodash and his wife Mariah Mendes and Gazakia Thawada. Uh, shout out to y'all. Uh, to the brother Aisha White Uh, uh, up there in Albuquerque for the help that they sent. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Water. 
to the brother Mike Allah up in Dallas uh, for the help. Um, if the final wisdom uh, sent, much appreciation uh, again for, for everybody um, to to um, to the school here in San Antonio to support the truth. Um, shout out to y'all. Uh, to the uh, Stream of Wisdom uh, in Houston, to the Stream of Wisdom in Rochester, uh, to the Stream of Wisdom in Norfolk. Uh, uh, greetings and salutations uh, to everybody. To the Brother Cobb uh, down in Guatemala, greetings and salutations. All right, what I'm going to try and do, since we're getting started a little bit late, uh, usually I, would, I do the prayers and everything, but I kind of want to get into this class, um, continue on with this class in, in this series that we're doing. Um, I was in the Gentiles. Um, Spiritual wickedness, uh, spiritual wickedness. That it, it's just as in putting this class together, brothers and sisters, it, it, it goes. It, it's more and more is being revealed. Right, more and more is really being revealed. Um, when Paul said uh, that we must not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, there's a whole new level, whole new meaning, whole new um, um, understanding. A whole another perspective uh, that that I'm, uh, is being revealed to me, and I'm trying to reveal to to us all about what was really going on, about what, what was happening when he wrote that letter um, uh, uh, to the Ephesians in Ephesus, and we were trying to go over in this class, um, uh, in this series that we're covering, about just the impact that that first kingdom, that first empire after the flood that was established by Nimrod. And his wife, Ceramicus, the kingdom of Babel, which came to uh, 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 the first Babylon, just what type of impact that they've had on, on every society from that time of its modern present day today, that the influence and the, the, the mythology um, that has had, a, had a, its hand in touching not only Egyptian mythology um, and Babylonian uh, mythology, uh, Mesopotamian mythology, obviously Assyrian mythology, ancient Assyrian uh, mythology, but ancient uh, Canaanite uh, mythology, leading into the Greco-Roman mythologies, leading into Norse mythology, that it all stems and all goes back to a beginning, that being with Nimrod in the Tower of Babel, uh, not the Tower of Babel, but in Babylon, uh, with his wife Ceramicus. And I kind of want to continue on that as we continue in part five of the series. Um, one thing we, we, we've been going over and we touched on is the impact um, over the ages where Nimrod's name was changed among different societies um, and leading to different mythologies in different societies, but all, again, some of that's in Nimrod. Uh, we were dealing with Dionysus uh, and Bacchus. Dionysus being the Greek god of, of, of music, of wine, of revelry, and theater, acting. Uh, and that leading to Bacchus, um, Bacchus, the Bacchanalia, uh, with the Romans. Uh, but it, it goes back even to Zeus. It goes back even to Apollo. Goes, I mean, it's far-reaching, the impact of, of, of uh, pagan holidays and pagan rituals um, that have been uh, branched off from this root, started with Nimrod. Um, and I want to kind of continue in that and, 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 and bring it forward. Um, and we, we, I'm trying to get to the point where we're going to, as, as the brother Todd Paz covering uh, on his Tuesday classes, 
No, no, it's FY. It was FY Thursday when he started touching on uh, the Trinity. I believe it is. It's, I'm getting my days all mixed up. I thought it was Thursday. Might have been. Yeah, Thursday dealing with the Trinity. Or his FYI segment, um, and he wound up touching in on the virgin birth. Uh, everybody, hold on one second. Hold on, please, one second. Okay, hopefully that brother calls back. Hopefully that brother does call back. All right. Um, all right, try to get my head, my head back. Uh, and trying to continue with this, with this, with oh goodness. Trying to get back into this class, brothers and sisters, and forgive me. The, the brother who just called, I'm just curious now why he called. So it seemed like it was urgent, and it's throwing me off and trying to get get this this class out. But trying to jump back into this. Um, we were dealing with Dionysus and, and Bacchus, and the brother um, uh, Gabar Kawawa was helping me out with, uh, um, as we covered in the last class, with uh, uh, Sybil. And the brother Tazapa, uh, the class is going over with the Trinity and how the, even the Trinity, the teaching of, of the Trinity and the belief of the Trinity and the doctrine and philosophy of the Trinity goes back to, you guessed it, Nimrod, Ceramuses, and Tammuz, uh, their, their, their son. Um, and that they were the original Trinity, and that's where that whole doctrine of the Trinity comes from. Even the the the, the Virgin, uh, the the uh, a great Spirit, a Holy Spirit, um, not even a Holy Spirit, a Spirit, a God, um, uh, getting a, a woman pregnant and giving birth to a divine child. That that Trinity goes back to again Nimrod, Ceramicus, and Tammuz, and that's what uh, Brother Tuzapah is trying to bring up beautifully. Um, with his FYI classes uh, that, that he's going over. Please continue to log into that and check it out. If you missed it, um, uh, go to Google Podcast, uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk. Uh, it, you can find it, the, the show's there. Uh, I don't know. It should be on www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, pull that, web, that website up, even though the servers are messing up. Type in the search box, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. It'll bring to our episode page, and you'll be able to check out the FYIs. Um, the Holy Trinity. I believe it's under FYI. It might be under even um, uh, Never Wax Fail, but please check it out. And trying to catch up and continue, man, and let me slow my mind down, brothers and sisters. Let me slow my mind down. But how in Bacchus and Dionysius? So I want to go back right now and read again First Corinthians chapter 6, and we're going to read verse 9. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, and why Paul was having to make such a uh, urgent plea to the brothers and sisters that were in the church that was at Corinth. And we've been studying about why the, the plea was made to the church at Ephesus um, and, and why the plea was made to the churches, the cities, the churches that were in Galatia. We've been covering it in this, in this series. But I need to touch on this one more time about the lust of the flesh um, and what type of things and what kind of fornication was being dealt with in these cities, okay? So in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, 
no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. I kind of wanted to touch this because as we continue on on this with this thing dealing with the fornication, why did Paul mention extortioners? Oh, brother says we're gonna to get to it. We definitely don't touch on it. But also in some of the things that he fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers themselves of mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revelers, extortioners, should not in, in, uh, inherit the kingdom of God. And that these were some of the issues that was being dealt with throughout Asia, Europe, and, and the Levine, uh, the, 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 the promised land, during the time of the apostles. And that th- th- these things have been, have been defiling and messing up the Israelites since we came out of Egypt. Since Moses brought the Israelites out of Egypt, these were the type of, of, of um, pagan, idolatrous practices that the Most High God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not want the Israelites to partake in. Did not want them to follow, did not want them to learn, didn't want them to, to have anything to do with the, these type of things because these were actually how the gods of the other nations, how they were worshipped. It was these, within these rituals of how these other gods were worshipped and dealing with Dionysus and dealing with uh, uh, Bacchus being the god of, of, of theater, of music, and of, 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 of acting and, and, and stepping outside yourself and not being you and, and, and uh, uh, being the god of, of uh, being liberal. Uh, just like what today, the modern-day political, um, uh, modern political uh, uh, party, the liberals, where you should, are free to do what the hell you want, when you want, how you want. Just be liberal. That, that, that goes back to one of the names of Bacchus and Dionysus being liber, liberal, being at liberty to just do what you want, how you want, when you want. And let, not to let anybody stop you, to put a box on you, to put, put a, 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 a boundary on you that you can explore and be as liberal as you want to, from the liberal arts, um, that everything that, that was represented by these other gods is being summed up here. Um, the effeminate part. And... But them being the gods of acting or whatever, the makeup, I, it never occurred to me until, you know, going, going, still going further into this class, hopefully I'll be able to bring it out today, that why makeup, why, the most, why Paul was, was stressing about women not to adorn themselves in, 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 the, in, in the apparel and the, the, the breeding of the hair and the planting of the hair and going overboard because it was in that same philosophy, that same, that same act, that men being typical prostitutes, men being, being sodomites, men being uh, transgender, men being transformers, that the way they would hide the fact that they were men was with the makeup. And how do you see most transvestite, RuPaul type of, 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 of extreme, uh, extreme things going on? These men are putting on the extreme amounts of makeup, putting on the wigs, and now you can't tell if they're men or women. You think they're women, but they're actually men. But it's being covered up with makeup. That, that We're going to find out if we get to it today. That goes back directly to Baal worship. And we're going to find out that Jezebel, this was one of the things she was known for, was uh, uh, putting on the makeup to be enticing. They're putting on the makeup of being liberal, 
we're going to get into that, and, and we're going to find out that um, with Jezebel, which we're going to touch on today, uh, of being um, thieves, of being covetous, of being uh, extortioners, as we get to this class, brothers and sisters, these were some of the things directly tied to Jezebel, directly tied to Ahab, who was probably one of the most wicked Israelite kings on record, that these were the practices that they gave themselves over to that God, I mean, really hated us, really abhorred us for these type of practices. And Jezebel wasn't even an Israelite. She was a damn Hamite. She was a damn African, uh, a Hamite. I'm going to leave it at that. She was a damn stinking uh, heathen that was from the, um, uh, the Philistines, and it was about the makeup. And it was about the revelry, the drunkenness, um, uh, and just giving yourself over, uh, being abused with mankind, being an adulterer, the, the, the swinging parties, um, uh, the wife swapping, the getting where you fit in type of mentality, um, going to the clubs, like, like modern day going to clubs. I, I, I was stressing in the last class about things like the Freaknik, things like um, um, uh, rave parties or whatever. But brothers and sisters, just going to a regular nightclub, just going to a regular nightclub and getting drunk and, and blaming on alcohol, just in that respect, that that goes back to Bacchus, Dionysus, Zeus, and even Nimrod. Uh, uh, getting so so blowed and, and well, let me you know, let, let me stop talking. Let me let me try and read some more. Let, let's go to Romans chapter thirteen verse eleven. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter thirteen verse eleven, and it says, "And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed." Verse twelve, Romans chapter thirteen verse twelve. The night is far spent; the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, Shai, and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Brothers and sisters, as we, hopefully, as we continue with this series, we can really register the impact of why Paul wrote this to the church that was at Rome and in Ephesus and in Galatia and in Corinth and in Thessalonica and in the seven churches that Christ addressed in, in Revelation chapter 2? Who? Brothers and sisters. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> okay. Huh. One thing I wanted to try and do with this class also, brothers and sisters, I hope I'm able to bring out some information today or tonight that because one thing that we like to do is, as Israelites, as, as, as people, we like to justify all of our actions. And then we like to be able to do like the, 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 the Pharisee um, that was in the temple that was trying to point out all the good he was doing and then one of the point fingers at somebody else, at, the, at, at um, a, a public and, and a center. And a lot of times we want to do the same things that for all, everything I mentioned about like for a rave, for everything I mentioned for like for, for um, 
going to the freak Nick and, and, and doing that type of, of, of debauchery, it'd be easy for a person that want to dismiss themselves and be like, well, that's not me. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Uh, and yeah, that's why I hate rap music. Yeah, that, that's why I can't stand rap music because of the influence it has on people. Brothers and sisters, as I was going through this class, putting this class together today, it led me to um, sexually explicit uh, uh, metaphors in, in blues music. And this was a song from 1936 that y'all can look up, right? A song from 1936. Now, 1936 would have been when my father was born in 41. That's when my father was born. <clears throat> so 36 would obviously have been my grandfather's time, right? And some of the music that was around during that time. So in 1936, there was a, uh, uh, an artist named Stuff Smith, right? Stuff Smith. Y'all look this up. I hope y'all do. And it says, Stuff Smith, whose 1936 tune, use a viper, avoids any icky snake metaphors, and instead sees him singing about his passion for cannabis. With the opening uh, couplet, dreamed about a reefer five feet long. This was in 1936. And you can even look, pull it up on YouTube. His first, in his first opening line, he says he dreamed about a reefer, which is weed, cannabis, that is five feet long. Then in the song, he was on to talk about some of the, the practice, some of the things that he was getting into. This is 1936. So as much as I, I want to have this, this real wholesome uh, uh, Little House on the Prairie type of, 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 of a look at my, my grandparents' generation, um, some of y'all great-grandparents, some of y'all great-great-great-grandparents, that, that they just were just pure as the driven snow, that they, that they didn't touch into anything um, idolatrous or anything um, um, off or anything wrong, that they was just uh, – just poor, just hardworking, and, and didn't give themselves over to anything. And it wasn't until this vile hip-hop music, this vile rap came along, and it's just it's damaging the, the ears of our youth and damaging the, um, uh, our, our, our young people. Man, please. What I'm trying to bring out is the type of things that carry from Nimrod going all the way back to Babylon, going all the way back to Babel from Genesis chapter 10, over to modern day, these things, these, these practices of drugs, sex, uh, uh, debauchery, and even uh, the eating, the, 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 all the defiled meats, um, uh, just, 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 today the modern day term is being a foodie. Brothers and sisters, this ain't, the scripture says that there's nothing new under the sun, that there is nothing new under the sun. We just come back and change the names of, of stuff. So these type of mentalities is what the Most High was trying to keep Israel away from, going all the way back to when we came out of Egypt. He was trying to sever us from these mentalities and from these practices, from these doctrines and from these rituals to where, again, even going back to 1936, that this was, they had a, 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 a culture 
a debaucherous, partying, reveling, uh, uh, foodie mentality, even back in, in the 1930s, which would have been when my grandfather most likely would have been in his 20s. I know my mom's, my grandfather on my mom's side, he was born in 1924. So 1936 would have put him at 12 years old. My, my grandfather on my mom's side would have been at 12 years old. So these things I hope I'm going to be able to bring out today. Um, <laughs> and going to this website, it says, uh, and please look up uh, Stuff Smith, who was 1936 tune, used a Viper. Let me see. Let me see. You know, I got to get this here. I got to get this here. Um Copy hyperlink and maybe I can open it. Open hyperlink. Okay, this here is from Cracked.com, and it's. Let me see if I can get this here. It's seven songs from your grandpa's day. Eminem blush. Are y'all hearing? And y'all can look this up. Please do. Please do. Seven songs from your grandpa's day that would make Eminem blush. <laughs> And this is how it opens up. It says, your grandparents are full of crap. (laughs) As they grumble about how rap music is destroying civilization. What they don't mention is that the blues they were listening to in the 30s and 40s could could be every bit as violent, sexually explicit, and sometimes just downright insane as the worst gangster rap has to offer. Compared to some of these vintage lyrics, the members of NWA are level-headed, concerned citizens, and Eminem is a regular damned feminist. All right? Song number seven, Skip James, cuts a woman in half. 22 to 20 blues, 1931. Cuts a woman in half, just like uh, 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 the uh, Montevideo's uh, slang being uh, uh, I, I cut her. Like the, the, the sawing back and forth motion that a saw has, that, 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 that motion, I'm sorry, that, that motion, they were talking about this in 1931. Skip James cuts a woman in half. It's called the 2220 Blues. Tells the tale of a woman who just won't get her act straight. She, Skip James, is sent uh, for her on several occasions, and is yet, and yet she does, didn't show up. The brazen audacity, of, of course, in the world of blues, there's only one way to deal with a woman with, with, excuse me, with minor punctuality issues. Brutal, brutal murder. I'm sorry, you know what? This was somebody just straight up murder because she was late. All right. Um, a few choice quotes. Sometimes she gets unruly, and she acts like she just don't uh, want to do. But I get my twenty, my twenty-two twenty. 
I cut that woman half in two, right? Your 38 special, buddy, is it must uh, is most too light. But my 2220 will make everything all right. Shooting your woman with a, a mere 38 pistol, that's for, for, for women's with JJs. Ironically, James soon found only real change Johnson made. Well, if I'm so humble, but Robert Johnson recorded a far more popular version of this song. The only real change Johnson made, he upped the caliber and named it 3220 Blues. It was all about the gun size with those boys. <laughs> Lucille Bogan had sex with corpses in Shave Them Dry from 1935. Yes, Lucille Bogan had sex with corpses in the song Shave Them Dry in 1935. I'm not going to keep going into this. All right. What I want to ask you all to go ahead and please check out is I'm giving you all the titles so you all can look it up yourself. If I read all this, it's going to take too much of my time. All right. Um, this from Wikipedia. Now, this from Wikipedia. Um, and, again, I'm linking this, one of the sisters. I know it seems like a jump. But I'm making this to remember that Dionysus and Bacchus were the gods of music. They were the gods of art. They were the gods of theater. They were the gods of wine and liberty and entertainment. So in their rituals, they had songs, they had dances, they had things where you would get high, you would get drunk, and you'd be, and I'm sorry, it was also the, the, the gods of dancing. So to be able to now get yourself stuck into such a frenzy after getting drunk, getting inebriated, getting high. And going for it. Uh, if he was a man, make sure you put all the makeup on so you look like a woman. If you're a woman, put the makeup on so you might come across like you're a dude, like you're a man. That this these were the practices and the rituals that were practiced by all these, by Dionysus, by Bacchus, by going back to, to Zeus and to Nimrod, and also in Norse mythology, and also Egyptian mythology, that these type of practices, they're, they're not new. They're old. They've been around. I'm just trying to bring, out, bring, bring a little light to as much as, as a person wants to remove it. So I don't listen to rap music. But please. Blues. Gave, gave birth to rhythm and blues, which gave birth to rock and roll, which gave birth to, which also at the same time was dealing with country music. And all these things, and all the things that get talked about, and all the things that get practiced, and, and I don't care what club you might go to, what dance hall you go to, you're supposed to be, if it's, you're just a good old boy with a cowboy hat, and cowboy, please. Rock and roll, that, that y'all, don't, y'all don't partake in that type of stuff, you're just wholesome ass people. Stop. This type of revelry, drunkenness, um, the dancing, the, the just giving someone to a great time, all that goes back to Bacchus, Dionysus, which goes back to Zeus, which goes back to Loki, which goes back to Nimrod. It's all the same. 
while you're sitting there trying to be like, no, I just listen to soul music, I just listen to R&B music, or I just listen to gospel music. And I'm a, I'm going to be in this series. We're going to cover gospel music and the and the music that was playing, uh, the type of music that was sang by choirs in these temples to Sybil, Astarte, Astoreth, um, uh, Artemis, Hera, Venus, Aphrodite, Easter, Ceramicus. Those choirs, the women singing, they call them uh, from nymphs and setters. All that goes back to Nimrod, Ceramicus, and Tammuz. It's all pagan. Hopefully, we, I, I, can, I, I can bring this out tonight. Hopefully, I can bring this out tonight. All right, so on Wikipedia, you want to Wikipedia, dealing with the dirty blues. All right, and you can look this up, y'all. You can look it up, dirty blues. And this is the Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia article about Dirty Blues. Dirty Blues, also known as Body Blues, is a form of blues music that deals with socially taboo and obscene subjects, often referring to sexual acts and drug use. So it ain't just the sexual acts, it's also the drug use that was involved so that you can give yourself over to those feelings, those sensations, those appetites. What's all appetite from being a foodie to to just letting yourself go, to just experiencing whatever you can to whatever level you can, from the juke joints to dance halls to whatever. All of it, all of it, has its ties and has been touched by paganism. Stemming from Nimrod, Ceramicus, Tammuz, throughout every society that has been on the planet Earth. From Egyptian mythology, I'm going to keep repeating these things, Egyptian, Egyptian mythology, uh, 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 Mediterranean society, Asiatic societies, European societies, going all the way over, over to China. I mean, it's touched every part of the Earth, all right? Dealing with sexual acts and drug use. Now, this is from Reddit. All right, I, I, this is from Reddit, and it's all about Prince's Raspberry Beret song and dealing with sexual acts and drug use. And remember how I told you how we we read that that I told you. Remember we read about Dionysus and and Bacchus going back to Nimrod with that being the gods of theater, being the gods of being outside of yourself. Being the gods of 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 uh, lesbians, being the gods of of uh, the effeminate, where men will put on so much makeup to look like a woman, put on the wigs and everything. How the temple prostitutes would have to deck themselves by putting on the makeup, trying to make themselves look more beautiful, putting on the wig, the wigs, and the, and I didn't get to what weaves yet. I didn't get into that, but putting on the wigs and by wearing the wigs and and the long blonde hair, that's how you know that a person was a prostitute. Right, we did cover that. We did. That's why Paul was, was, was covering that in Corinthians about um, if a woman's not going to have her head, uh, is not going to have her head covered, then let it be shown because she's an embarrassment to her husband, to her head, because she's telling everybody she's a prostitute. To make sure everybody sees her hair, the long flowing hair. That's how in Rome and in Greece, that's how it was known. You were a prostitute. You, you had the long flowing hair. To if you had to put a wig, a blonde wig on. So your long hair can be seen in the wind. You're a prostitute. 
And you're supposed to be a, 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 a wife, a mother? You are disrespecting your head, your husband. You're a hoe. So, Princess Raspberry Beret. She wore a raspberry beret. And that whole, I'm sorry, before I get there, Prince wasn't as being eccentric. David Bowie wasn't as being eccentric. Um, Grace Jones wasn't as being eccentric. The whole, the, the, the rock and roll bands of the 80s with the fucked up hair and all the makeup and, 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 and crap, all that goes back to Bacchus, Dionysus, Nimrod. All of it. The androgynous. Can't really tell if you're a man or a woman. What trying to you know, you might go both ways. All that goes back to these rituals that these gods were dealing with, stemming all the way back to Nimrod. So Prince and his androgynous trans uh, not transit, what was it? Um, not transit, cross, cross-dressing, attire. The song, Raspberry Beret. And so many of Prince's songs are dealing straight with the occult, are dealing straight with paganism, straight with all these different types of, 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 of gods and their rituals. Check it out. This is from Reddit. All right, just from Reddit, R-E, what's that, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com about Prince and under Raspberry Beret. You have to look it up. It says, Raspberry Beret is actually about Prince being pegged by a trans woman in London. Did y'all hear this? The song Raspberry Beret is actually about Prince, Purple Rain, being pegged by a trans woman woman in London, having sex, him being uh, the catcher and a trans woman being the pitcher. Yeah, that trans woman, that she looks like a woman in the face for all the makeup and whatever, but she still has all the plumbing. All right? Check it out. In World War One, the French soldiers referred to their English allies as Les Chapeaux Roses or the Pink Hats, quote, unquote, the Pink Hats, because the Brits were circumcised, whereas the French tended to be uncut. Prince's Raspberry Beret slyly references this. It's actually a song about him, his fling, was a well-hung, uncut, male trans female, Brit, named Jenna James. There are a bunch of, of clues in the lyrics, quote, unquote, built like she was, Johnson's farm, okay? An old British term for men's genital area. Old Man Johnson's Farm is an old British term for men's genitalia area, as in, I've got a few chickens in Old Johnson's Farm, meaning, quote-unquote, crabs. And, of course, she walked in through the outdoor. 
So she's built like built like she was on old Johnson's farm. I've got a few chickens in old Johnson's farm. And she walked in through the out door. Duh. RIP Prince, you were a sexual pioneer. All right. I I don't know if I can even go into this next part, y'all. I don't even know if I can go to this next part. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'm being my brother Gabar Kawa. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Shalom, sir. Yeah, how about showing me all the Hey, Shalom, yeah, how about showing me all the What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Good to hear your voice. Uh, um, I, I, I got some, uh, some, some time, so I can, I can, I can help you out. Um, I, I, I think you was, you was about to say something like. The kind you buy in a second-hand store. <laughs> the raspberry beret. Kind. Delirious. I was, I was, right. Down by old man Johnson's farm. Man Johnson's farm. Kind. <laughs> and she walked in through the outdoor. Right. And wore a raspberry beret. And what I'm trying to bring out, if you've been listening, hopefully it, 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 the message is coming. I'm, I'm able to try to paint this visual picture, this mental picture, that these type of, of rituals and songs and 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 uh, uh, acts, how much they've penetrated society, to where it, 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 it's being done on such a subtle level. It's not even really subtle, but on such a level that people don't even realize it. People don't even understand the lyrics they're singing and just give themselves over to and just, just participating in. But that all these things are deeply rooted in paganism, Dionysus worship, Bacchus worship, um, Zeus worship, Apollo worship, Venus worship, Astarte worship, uh, going all the way back to Nimrod. That these, that these same type of acts, these same type of parties, the same type of, of songs, um, which led to the same type of acts, that this was uh, from, from drug use, from drinking, from the revelry, from the, the being liberal, being free, that, all, that, that the only one you have to answer to is yourself, that all this goes back to Nimrod and the original uh, Tower of Babel, and that this was the type of wickedness that was going on in the earth when God had to bring the flood. That everybody just follows their own imagination. Brother sisters, um and I got the brother uh Gabar here. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna go here. I don't wanna go but but we're going to. I I'm gonna go through some of these articles. Uh <laughs> um, I uh, um I, I actually was, was you know, I was I was listening while I was uh, on the plantation, but um, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so um, I believe you had uh, you had brought to attention um, stuff stuff Smith. Yes. Um, you know, um, going all the way back. You know, I mean, you can you can, you can refer to uh, 
of the scripture that says there who can say that there is nothing that there's something new <laughs> you know there's nothing new under the sun you I and mean, I believe you have you had actually um quoted that scripture but you know going all the way back to 1935 36 yes. um you know where essentially Israel has been is 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 been wicked and you know referring back to um Ephesians 2 and 2 at the last part you know the children of disobedience <laughs> you know and and that we want so bad to be like the other nations. That we want, we want so bad to, to, to take on this, uh, obey the law of the land. That And that is nowhere in the scriptures. That saying is nowhere in the scriptures, but we're so ready to adopt that. You know, scripture says that our feet be swift to run the mischief. That, that we're quick to want to, to, to just be rebellious and to, and to want to be like the nations and be liberal. And be quote unquote free, and especially when we give ourselves over to 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 the drinking, to the drug use, to the revelry, to the partying, to being outside of yourself, to to just giving in to whatever. <coughs> I gotta go here. I'm, I'm gonna go here. Uh, this ain't from the pain of heart. Maybe this is why the most I wanted this class to come up tonight and not in the daytime. <laughs> Brother Gabar, look yes, look, look up. I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it for you. If you can look it up for me. If you can look it up. It's C O. P-R-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. I'm going to spell it again. It's coprophilia. C-O-P-R-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. Coprophilia. And I want to get the, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia, article, Wikipedia article. And we're not going to read the whole thing. I just want to be the very first thing of coprophilia. C O P R O P H I L I A P H I L I A. Um. Ooh. Okay. Um. Yes. Well, I have a, I have a definition of intense, intense interest in and pleasure in feasting and defecation. Yes. Yes. The, the the if you can scroll down and shit the the Wikipedia you didn't have to even open up the Wikipedia it should have like a few words that it describes what coprophilia is also from Wikipedia. Con, I'm actually in the Oxford uh, <laughs> dictionary uh, where I got those uh, where I got that that description from that that definition. Um, okay. Okay, well, well, if you got that, go ahead, go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it. Con. Um, so, um, in the in the the Oxford language uh, dictionary, um, it's in it's a noun, and it's in it means an intense interest and pleasure in feces and defecation. Especially as a source of sexual arousal, brothers and sisters. This, this, this. Paul, we didn't read it yet, but Paul talks about uncleanness, 
Paul talks about lust of the flesh being inordinate affections that that would stem from you're living so liberal. You're living so free, especially after the drug use and, and the drinking and, and living outside of yourself and giving yourself over to whatever pleasure that you could possibly look for, that there's a thing called corporophilia. That from, from Wikipedia, it says corporophilia is also called scatophilia or scat, and which means from the Greek word scatter, which means feces, is the paraphilia involving sexual arousal and pleasure from feces. Now, I, I don't know if y'all in hip hop. I'll go here now. Remember, um, Biggie Smalls had had a, had, had, had a, a song he did where he's dealing with this woman, and she tell she tells him to drop a deuce on her chest, and he does it. Everybody thought that that was a joke or whatever, but no. This, this, this is things people actually do. And give yourself over to, to, to thinking outside yourself. Give yourself over to the uncleanness. Give yourself over to just whatever feeling you could possibly experience. People have developed a fetish, a sexual arousal from feces, from either it being watching somebody defecate on, on you or defecating on somebody. These were the practices that the Most High did not want us as Israelites to partake in. But when you start giving yourself over to those things, to those opening your mind, trying something new, it leads to stuff like this. I've got, I've got, I've got these. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Goodbye. I'm going to read the next article, but I want you to look at this word now. Urolegina. U-R-O-L-A-G-N-I-A. U-R-O-L-A-G-N-I-A. I want you to look it up while I read some of these other, these other articles I, I got real quick. There's a thing that <laughs> says a beginner's guide. One more time. One more time. U-R-O. I'm sorry. It's U. R O L A G N I A. Eurolagnia. Eurolagnia. Now I'm gonna read this other article real quick. And this is, and y'all can look this up. A beginner's guide to golden showers and piss play. <laughs> a beginner's guide to golden showers and piss play. And it's from Allure.com. It says, go to showers, a form of piss play in which one, partner's, one partner pees on the other, are a quite common kink. So who is, who, who is into them, and are they safe? Piss play as a sexual release. <laughs> what do you have for Eurolagenia? Eurolagnia. For, for Eurolagnia, out of the Wikipedia, it states Eurolagnia is an inclination to derive sexual satisfaction from the vision or idea of 
urination. It is a paraphilia during the activity. Um, golden shower. Uh, it, it, it sounds a lot like 12 play R. Kelly. Uh, I want to pee on you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's that's the definition in the um, Wikipedia. Now, the Merriam-Webster 1828 says uh, it is sexual a sexual excitement associated with urine or with urination. Yes. And as we as, as we think about like R. Kelly, the, the how much he's into music, how much he's into that R and B music, how mu- how much he's into um, the 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 liberty, being an artiste, being liberal, and experiencing whatever it is you want to experience. For him, it was it, it was it was all them young girls. Him, it got to the point of urinating, urination. But that you give yourself over to to these type of, of, of you open your mind and 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 you open yourself up to these type of things that quote unquote regular sex just can't be had. That you cannot achieve that level of climax, that level of 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 of, of climax, unless you open yourself up to more and more of these type of of, of practices. Now, in another article, I got, I'm, I'm going to read this real quick. It says, what is fist play? The fetish in the new season of you. And this is from Mashable, uh, M-A-S-H-A-B-L-E. Not, not Mashable, but Mashable. All right. Um, fist play involves urination for sexual gratification. Whether it is urinating on someone or drinking urine. Did y'all hear that? These are uh, is what a person and what the nations and and these other gods and these other societies were practicing. That God did not want us, the Israelites, participating in these type of things. But we ran uh, we ran greedily after these things. It says, our feet are swift to go to mischief. That I want to be free. I don't want to be controlled. You're not the boss of me. I, I, I own me. It's my body. I can do what I want. And we can see where, where these seeds get planted in, in our minds as children. And look at how much they grow and what they grow to in adulthood. Especially with the use now of, of, of drinking and of drugs. And you you put that now with somebody who's stubborn. Put that with somebody who's rebellious. There are no boundaries. There are no boundaries. I'm asking Brother Gabar if we can go to Ephesians chapter five verse three. I just want a verse three. If we go to Ephesians chapter five verse three, the book. Uh-huh. Ephesians chapter 5 in verse 3 reads, But fornication 
and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saint. That these things should not be named amongst us. The fornication. And again, we're going into this, this 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 fornication. We've been going into it. We've been covering it. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it out. And when it says all uncleanness, yes, all uncleanness or covetousness. When you covet something, you covet, you, you want what somebody else has. How come I can't do that? How come I can't be free? Well, how come they get? It seems like they have more fun. It seems like they have more liberty. They get away with more stuff than I get away with. So we covet that. We become, we become envious of that. It says that should not be named among the saints. This is what Christ and the Most High is trying to clean us up from. But we feel justified because, well, what about me? Well, how come I can't do that? I want to be free. How come I can't be allowed to do those type of things? This, if we're coming into Christ and the Most High and we're supposed to be getting cleaned up, these type of thoughts and, 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 and philosophies and doctrines, we shouldn't be wanting to be or partake in those type of things. But, again, it starts with just little seeds. They get planted in our minds. This ain't fun. I don't have a life. Remember, we read directly the, the, the gods, Dionysus and Bacchus, going back to Zeus, that being free, being, uh, being the gods and giving to wine, music, acting, giving yourselves over to, to, to uh, being liberal, that remember that was life. That's why they were considered the gods of life. That now I have a life. That I have freedom. I'm free to do. I'm free to do me. I'm free to be whatever I want to be. That all these subtle thoughts was injected into somebody's mind at a young age. And look at how these things get get watered, and how they take they take root in a person. To where a person really now does get mad because they feel like I can't be free. You're not letting me be free. You're not letting me be me, who I want to be. I'm not you. You do you. Let me do me. Why can't we be like the nations? Why can't you be more open-minded? You know, we all remember our parents saying stuff like, well, if everybody jumped off a bridge, are you going to jump off also? Why are you telling me what was going on in somebody else's house? But this is how we do things in this house. That we've all heard something like that. But that mentality, it says, know you not that the spirit in us wants us to envy, that we want to be like everybody else except who God made us to be? And we want to say, well, maybe God wanted me to be gay. Maybe God wanted me to be this way. I don't see what's wrong with just the – what did R. Kelly say in his song, Bumper Grind? I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. When we first heard that song, we was like, yeah, you damn right, a little bump and grind. Ain't no wrong with that. We was giving ourselves over to that because for us – it was when we were in our twenties, and that was club music. Right. It's it's very it's very personal. I I, I don't it, you know in that mind frame. That's what he pushed. My my body telling me no, <laughs> but my body is telling me yes. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's all about yourself. It's all it's all selfish. And, in, and even going back to, um, I believe you went to First uh, Corinthians in the sixth chapter where it talks about being abused by mankind. Isn't that one of the things that will not be in the kingdom of the Most High? Wasn't that true? 
That's on the list. That is definitely on the list. But look at how these these, these songs that because it's, it's, it's not because it's not gangster rap because it's just soul music. Oh, and about because it's soul music because she has. Oh my goodness, I was going through this. I'm not, I, I don't have it on, in, in this thing here. But you go back and look at some of Mariah Carey songs. Look at some of Patti LaBelle songs. Go back and look at some of Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Go look at some of these songs that these women were singing. Like, are you serious? <laughs> go back and listen to Christina Aguilera. Go back and listen to Pink. Go back and listen to Madonna, Cindy Lauper. Um, uh, 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 was it Avril Levine or whatever? Go back and actually listen to these songs. Fergie, oh my God. Prince has a song called Tambourine. I'm not even going to go into it. I, I, I'm going to throw it out there for you, for you, for a person on, on your own. I don't, I'm not going to do it on the show right now. On your own time, go look up the lyrics for Princess Tambourine. <laughs> one, of the, one of the lyrics in the song says, how's it feel to have me stuck inside your tambourine? Have me inside your tambourine. At first, I had to think about that for a second. I mean, what, what, we all know what a tambourine looks like. And how's it feel to have me inside your tambourine? I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, Tells? My milkshake? Little Kim? Donna Summer? Diana Ross? The Supremes? Forget, I mean, Beyonce, forget about it. Beyonce is, is, is a little girl compared to, to the, the – when you go back and, and look at the meanings of, of these songs, going back, to see that there were songs going all the way back to 1931 to present, that it, that it would make Eminem blush, that our great our great grandpa and our grandparents were listening to before they got in the church. Please, man. These rituals and these type of things have been going on. Let's go to Colossians chapter three, verse five. Let's go to the book of Colossians chapter three and verse five. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5 reads, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Are y'all hearing this? All these things are idolatry. This is what the nation. This is where the the gods and other idols, the gods of the nations are idols. The rituals and the practices that they were given to, the music they were given to, the acting, the drinking, the partying, the the makeup is all of the is idolatry, and it's fornication, which leads to uncleanness, which leads to inordinate affection, which leads to evil concupiscence. And covetousness, which is idolatry. Come on, corporophilia. Yes. Forget. We're thinking pedophilia. Something. I mean, it's something to be discussed. That. 
Winning and bestiality, come on, please. These were the things that was, was rampant throughout Asia and Europe during the time of Paul and the apostles. This was already rampant in Egypt. These type of practices were already rampant in, in the land of Canaan, in Mesopotamia. These were the, the, the things that the other nations were already given to. Behind it, we won't get into it, the drug use, behind the drinking, behind just getting out and experiencing whatever there is to experience. And then getting yourself over to the singing and the dancing and the choirs. Get yourself over to all these type of things. From there, let's go to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3 reads, For this is the will of the Most High, or of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. As we really take a look and delve into, and, into what this means and what was going on in Thessalonica, I haven't even, in my studies so far, brothers and sisters, I haven't even gone into what type of debauchery was happening at Thessalonica. That it, it required Paul had to write two letters to the church that was at Thessalonica. Thessalonica, Thessalonica. I haven't even gotten there yet. But it said, even our certification that we should abstain from fornication of what type of things was happening in Thessalonica throughout, which was common throughout all Asia, which was common throughout Europe, which was common throughout the promised land, which was common down in Egypt. That was common, we're going, not today's class, but it stretched all the way over to China and Japan. That even mythology in China and mythology in Japan had his roots going back to and sharing the same mythology as the Romans, as the Greeks, as the Norse, as Mesopotamia, as Assyria, the Canaanites, Egypt, going back to ancient Nimrod, going back to Nimrod, and, 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 and uh, Babel, and Assyria, where Abraham came out of. Where Abraham came out of Ur the Chaldees, right there. That, that is where, that was uh, close to the capital where Nimrod first set up his first, one of his first kingdoms, uh, his first cities. Now, brothers and sisters, and Brother Gabar, let's go to Revelation chapter 2. And we're going we're, we're to be verses 18 to 21. Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 to 21. Now, as Brother Gabar is, is getting Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 to 21, I want to remind everybody that what the Brother Gabar is about to read right now, what the brother Gabar is about to be right now that this is this is Christ speaking, and this is Christ now addressing one of the seven churches. Now, in, in two classes ago, we addressed Revelation chapter two, verse fourteen down, where Christ was talking about at the church at Pergamos, uh, with his Persia, per, Persia, how they we're still following the practices of Balaam and Balak, of Balaam who instructed Balak how to have the children of Israel commit fornication, and we covered that. We went into that, that even during the time of Christ, and that one of the issues he had with the church that was at Pergamos was that, yeah, they had some good works, but they were still following the things of from the instructions or the practices 
the, 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 the rituals that Balaam had taught Balak to cause Israel to stumble and to fornicate against God, to where 23,000 men died following that practice. That was, that was in, from the book of Numbers. I believe it was chapter 25. And Christ is, is being brought up in Revelation chapter 2. That these type of things, after all that period of time, were still being practiced, and that this, these things are still current today? Now we're going to read about the church at Thyatria, if I'm saying it right. Uh, Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 through 21. Brother Gabar. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 2 and verse 18 reads, And unto the angel of the church of Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. And we know this is Christ, because that's the description given of Christ in Revelation chapter 1, verses four, uh, 13, 14, and 15. Go ahead. Uh, Revelation uh, chapter 2 and verse 19 reads, I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Brothers and sisters, I hope we're checking this out. This, this, this old chap, chapter two, it, it runs chills down my spine. Personally, just for me personally, I'm not saying that for anybody else. I'm saying for me personally. In Revelation chapter two, verse nineteen, he says, "I know thy works, charity, service, faith, patience." And that, that, that your works be more than the first, that you're increasing in these things. Reading on. Con, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 20 reads, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Okay, so obviously now, obviously now, we're going to have to, I would think a person would want to now go, well, damn. If Christ is saying, I know your works, your charity, your service, your faith, your patience, I know your works, and if your last works are, are more than the first, that you're increasing in these things. You're increasing in, in your charity, in your service, your faith, your patience. But he still has something against you? And one of the things he says he has against is that you suffer the woman Jezebel, who called herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication? And I gave them space to repent, and they still didn't repent? From the fornication, well, damn, I thought it would be a good idea. Then let's go read about, since things are in the foretime, ready for our learning, let's go do some studies about this church at Thyatria. So I don't know if the brother Gabar, the brother Gabar can pull it up. I hope he can. He, 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 I know you can. I'm going to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia for Thyatria. If I'm saying it, I don't know if it's Thyatria, Thyatria, I, I don't know. But 
to the International Standard Bible Cyclopedia for T-H-Y-A-T-I-R-A, Thyatria. Thyatria? Thyatria? Thyatria. What is it? Thyatria? T-H-Y-A-T-I-R-A. So it's Thyatria. Thyatira, then. Cool. Uh, we, tell me if, when you, if you're able to pull it up. Okay, so we're, we're looking it up in the international. Give me that one more time. Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Standard. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Come. And the three definition. So in the uh, International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, um, the description or definition or what uh, pertained to Thyatira was a wealthy town in the northern part of Lydia of the Roman province of Asia on the river Lycus. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters. The reason that this is significant, I'm going to say uh, Thyatira, all right, that this was to the church that was at Thyatira, because Thyatira was a wealthy town uh, in the northern part of Lydia of the Roman province of Asia. It was wealthy. That's going to stand out. That Now, here you have this church that Christ himself is addressing in Revelation chapter 2. That says, I know your works, your tribulation, I know your works, charity, service, faith, and patience, and your works. And it's your last to be, to be more than the first. Verse 20, Revelation 2 and 20, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou suffers that woman, Jezebel, would call herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my, seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, but she repented not. So at Thyatira. Thyatria, it was a wealthy town. It was known for its wealth, all right? Um, keep reading, bro. Keep reading. Oh, come on. No, um, keep, re- keep, keep, re- keep, keep reading the article. Okay. It's, uh, it's, um, it's going to so be uh, it stood so near. Uh, on the river Lycus. Um, and it stood so near to the borders of Mysia or or Mysia or Mysia. It's M Y S I A. Mysia. Whatever you say, cool. Mysia, that some of the early writers have regarded it as belonging to that country. Its early history is not well known for until it was refounded by Seleucus Nicator. Uh, 301 to 281 BC. It was a small, insignificant town. It stood Seleucus, on, well, well, again, Seleucus being one of the generals of Alexander the Great. He was one of so this place didn't become prominent or known until Seleucus came and re, 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 redid it. Reading on, Tom, it was 
a small insignificant town. It stood on none of the Greek trade routes, but upon the lesser road between Pergamos and Sardis, and derived its wealth from Lycus Valley, in which it rapidly became a commercial center. It became it rapidly became it rapidly became a commercial center. And Pergamos, remember that's one of the churches that that Christ addressed in Revelation chapter two that we covered. That was dealing with how they how doctrine of Balaam, who instructed Balak to hide the children of Israel commit uh, fornication. Now we have this place Thyatria, Thyatria which is a um, which is a road between Pergamos and Sardi in Asia is a is a uh, uh, that became a, a commercial center. It derived its wealth from being a commercial center. Reading on. Come, but never a metropolis. The name Thyatira means the castle of Thyatira. Other names which it has borne are Pelopia and Simaranus. Did y'all catch that? Other names which it has borne are Pelopia and Ceramicis. Simaramis. Now, Simaramis, going back to who? Nimrod. And from them, from Astarte, Easter, Aphrodite, Venus, Hera, Rhea, Gaia, Friga, Isis, fertility goddesses. This was the name of this place. And it happens to have this prometheus, this doctrine of where women are, are, are seducing the congregation to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And it's named after Jezebel. Reading on. Um, before the time of Nicator, the place was regarded as a holy city. Yeah, that's the case from, from so, so, that's the case from uh, Solution Nicator. But go ahead. For there stood the temple of ancient Lydian sun god Tyrannos. Tyrannos. About it gains. About it games were held. About it games were held in his honor. Upon right, so now I, I did, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. So now I had on. to go do some. I had, I, had, I, I had to get this part from a Google search, and I have the the Google assistant assist me with this. I'm gonna read this part. That might be come back in. So from Thyatria, it says the principal deity of Thyatria was the ancient Lydian sun god. Uh, uh, Tyrannus, who who was identified with the Greek sun god Apollo. So did y'all hear this? This place that was also called Semiramis was called uh, Pelopia, which was known to be a commercial center and very wealthy. It was that they got his name from Tyrannus, who was identified with the Greek sun god Apollo. During Roman times, the worship of Apollo uh, 
Tyrenos was joined with the emperor worship cult to worship the emperor. Remember, Seleucus founded the city. So this was joined with the worship of the emperor and the sun god Apollo identified with Tyrenos. Named, the city also named Semiramis. It says, of less importance uh, was uh, Borentine, a goddess identified with Artemis, the sister of Apollo. Now remember, in, in Greek mythology, Artemis and Apollo had sex. They were incestuous about Apollo. Apollo was the son of Zeus and Leto, an immortal, one of the titans. Here we have the god Zeus having sex with a woman giving birth to a god-like divinity, divine son named Apollo. Yeah. I saw the covering this in his Trinity class. Yes. This whole pagan, devilish, demonic thing about a god, a spirit, impregnating a woman and giving birth to a divine child is deeply, deeply rooted in paganism. Reading on, um, it says his twin sister was Artemis. Although he was a distinct god in early Greek culture, in some traditions, Apollo came to be associated with the sun. He was always a god of light. And like Dionysus, he inspired poetry and music. Did y'all catch that? So what was going on here at this place called Thyatria that was known for its wealth and being a commercial city? It was the city of the sun god Apollo, who is associated with Dionysus, the god of poetry and music and wine and revelry. Did y'all catch that? And the name of the city happens to also be Ceramicus? where Christ himself was addressing that at this city, they were practicing the fornication of Jezebel. Even though Christ knows their works, their charity, their service, and faith, and patience. Let me read out a few more things I got here. Um, here are some rituals associated. Now, this is from uh, Generative uh, AI, which is experimental with uh, uh, Google, uh, in dealing with uh, the goddess Artemis, right? Here are some rituals associated with Artemis, the Greek goddess of the hunt. Honoring Artemis. You can add a statue of Artemis to your lunar altar and honor her at the time of the full moon. Offerings to Artemis can include meat, honey cakes, and a white pillar candle. What does everybody go into the Catholic Church and do? And being associated with the moon This is why you like candles on cakes That's going back to this Artemis worship Going back to Ceramicus In votive votive offerings Visitors went to a votive hall Near the temple to leave votive offerings to Artemis In hopes of being blessed by the goddess these are candle offerings, going and lighting candles. 
and and hopes of being blessed by the goddess. What does everybody do when they go to the Roman Catholic Church? Don't you light a candle to a saint or to a woman and to the Virgin Mary? We covered this in like part two of uh, no part four, part four of the true birth of Christ. We covered this part. It says dances. These are the rituals associated with Artemis ritual worship. Dances. At Artemis festivals, young girls would dance to mimic a bear. Prayers. Pregnant women prayed to Artemis for a safe, painless delivery in childbirth. Young women prayed to her for guidance and protection from unwanted courtships and marriages. You know, I don't want to be married to this person. I want to marry somebody I love. I don't want to, I don't want to have an arranged marriage. I want to be free to marry who I want to marry. And if I want to be promiscuous, if I want to be whatever, I want to be free to be able to do these things. And this is what prayers to the goddess Artemis offered. Hunters prayed to her for a fruitful chase uh, and, and wild game. Other rituals associated with Artemis include sacrificing a goat to Artemis before an engagement, offering 500 annually to Artemis uh, by the Athenians. Worship rituals were quite erotic. Dancing at festivals to mimic a bear. What kind of erotic dances is going on that would be like a damn bear? <laughs> Artemis is also associated with the following, with the following moonstones, the red uh, amaranth flower, the gray herb called asphodel. Ash, ash Check it out. What is asphodel used for? Asphodel. Uh, Ramos from Wikipedia is uses some traditional folk usages of the plant have been to make a glue from the plant's root. A remedy against warts is also derived from this root. And according to Dioscondes, a concoction made from its roots mixed, mixed with wine induces vomiting. Mm. When, when mixed with wine, who was who, who her twin brother? Apollo. Who is Apollo associated with? Dionysus. What is Dionysus? The god of wine. Why would you want to mix a herb with wine that will make you vomit? Because that's when you was giving yourself over to eating whatever the hell you wanted to eat. Then you would go and vomit it up so that you can go back and eat some more. While you're drunk. While you're high. To just keep consuming Uh, please read on with the article. Uh, going back to, to, to the article with about psychiatria, please continue reading. Um, for there stood the temple of the ancient Lydian sun god, Tyrannos. About it, games were held in his honor. Upon the early coins of Thyatira, this Asiatic god is represented as a horseman bearing a double-headed battle axe, similar to those represented on the sculptures of the Hittites. A goddess associated with him 
was Boreatine, a deity of less importance. Another temple of Thyatira was dedicated to Sambet or Sambati. And at this shrine was a prophetess by some supposed to represent the Jezebel of Revelation chapter 2 and verse 20, who uttered the same which this deity would impart to the worshipers. Now, this is where we had to now, we had to dive into Jezebel. That this was a, one of the, was a practice, and something that was being practiced at Thyatria, which was a wealthy city, but there was fornication being committed here. Associated with the, the god Apollo, associated with Dionysus, associated with Artemis. All right? We, we have to check this out, brothers, and we have to. What type of fornication was seducing the church that was at Thyatria that was known by Christ? By Yahushai, for what? For its works, charity, service, faith, patience, and that the works of the last to be more than the first, that they were being seduced by this doctrine of Jezebel to commit fornication. These things sacrificed to idols. They were still participating in these type of things. But it was often, it was a wealthy city. Why is that so important? Why is that? Well, why? Well, we had to go back and check out what did Jezebel do? What is, how, who did Jezebel seduce and what happened? We have to go to 1 Kings, chapter 16. 1 uh, Kings, chapter 16, verse 29. Now, please, on your own, go back and read all the chapters, the whole chapter. But for time's sake, we, I can't read it. We're going to start at verse First uh, Kings chapter sixteen. We start at verse twenty nine. We're going to be down. All right. Come. For time's sake, I, I, I go back and read the whole chapter about this cat Ahab. Ahab. Well, we're going to we'll get some of the, some of the history behind him also in Josephus and a couple other dictionaries. But we're going to start at First Kings chapter sixteen, verse twenty nine. We're going to read down and read down, I, we'll, and we're going to read this kind of fast. Right. First Kings chapter sixteen and verse twenty nine reads. And in the thirty and eighth year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Omri, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria twenty and two years. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. Did y'all hear that part? Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. What the hell? These are things that, that we just can't read over and read past. He did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. Read on. Come, First Kings chapter 16 and verse 31 reads, And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nabat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Now, brothers and sisters, 
we're not gonna have time. I can already tell we're not gonna have time to go and get, get into this this whole thing of, of of the research that I've got to be able to bring this out. But good Lord, it's noted that he did evil above all that ever came before him. And then not only did he follow Jeroboam to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ithbaal, and that name is going to be significant, Baal, Ithbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. His wife's name is Jezebel. The same one that Christ talks about in Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. How her, the doctrine of Jezebel was still alive and functioning some 1,000 years later. The practices and the mindset that she brought in was still alive and kicking 1,000 years later to where John the Revelator on the island of Patmos, Christ was talking to him about this on, at that, uh, up until this time? Reading on. Come. Um, First Kings chapter 16 and verse 32 reads, And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove. And Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Brothers and sisters, is this resonating with anybody? This did, did more to anger God than all the kings of Israel that were before him? Does that make you want to say, hmm? <laughs> That Christ was talking that, that some of these practices that were that that he brought in and were introduced by Jezebel, Christ had to mention this a thousand years later to John the Revelator on the island of Patmos in the book of Revelations, which is talking about the last days. We're gonna now jump to First Kings chapter eighteen. We're over seventeen. Okay, you said uh, first First Kings chapter seventeen. Ch- Okay, we're now going to jump to 1 Kings chapter 18, and we're going to start at verse 17 and read down. 1 Kings chapter 18, start at verse 17. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 17 reads, And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but... Thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balim. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. Okay, we had to get this now. Who was at Jezebel's table? 450 prophets of Baal. And the prophets of the groves, another 400. So this, this broad had 850 false prophets, false teachers, eating at her table. She's supposed to be a queen with the king of Israel. 
the king of Israel, this cat, Ahab, is, is, has got Israel following the things of Balaam. In addition to Baal, And Ahab's going to come at, at, at Elijah like, you're the one who's causing, Israel, causing trouble in Israel because Jezebel had a hundred prophets of the Lord killed. And then she wanted to kill Elijah, and that's when Elijah dipped for three years. And there was famine in the land for three, a drought for three years, and a lot of people died. And that's when Elijah went to the, uh, to the river and was fed by the ravens until the river dried up. Then he went to um, uh, Serapita, and, and the widow took care of him, and most of took care of them. That that happened through the, during this three year this three year capacity, and then they called for Elijah, right? Then Obadiah, uh, Jezebel sent Obadiah from the book of Obadiah, who who was saving prophets from her, that he that he took care of them, make sure that they they weren't being put to death, got a message to Elijah, so Elijah came and showed up, and now Elijah's telling, look, you, your wife has got all these prophets of Baal of Baal, and uh, uh, of the growth, go get them. You know where they at. Go get them. Now I'm gonna read this part here. Again, this this is from uh, a Google search. It's the generative AI, all right? And it's Baal worship rituals included. And y'all can look this up. I'm gonna read this here because I'm on Gabar series at. This is Baal worship rituals, which included. Now this is what it, it took to worship Baal. These were the rituals of Baal. Human sacrifice. Infants were burned alive as a sacrificial offering to the deity. So what did Ahab bring in with this, this, this trick Jezebel? Among other things, human sacrifice. Sacrifice of infants burned alive. What's another ritual that involved Baal worship? Sexual orgies. Men and women engaged in bisexual orgies. As, we, as me and Gabar was going over that uh, last class, along with the, the worship of Molech that had children killed, you're, 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 you're burning these children alive, and then once all the endorphins and all the, the, the dopamine and the adrenaline uh, gets released into the blood, you're taking this blood and you're consuming it. And after you've got, you got this high from, 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 from how you're consuming this, this literally consuming this blood, you have a sexual orgies because now you're at your strongest. You feel the greatest. You're at and you're drunk with power. You are you are you're intoxicated with these sexual orgies. Men and women engaged in bisexual orgies, but all worship rituals included temple prostitution. But all worship included eating sacrifices for the dead. But all worship rituals included polytheism. But all was the god of fertility, rain, and storms. The worship of Baal was characterized by human sacrifices and sensuality. If it touched your senses, how it made you feel, forget if it hurt anybody else, you'd be stubborn and rebellious and let it just be about what you feel. Nothing else matters. It's your sensuality. It's your feelings. This is what this God introduced. This is how he was worshipped, just like today. As long as it feels good to you, the only law is there is no law. YOLO. 
Do what your heart tells you. Don't let nobody tell you no. Again, no boundaries. No boundaries. The Bible incorporates tales of Baal worship into the traditions of the wilderness wanderings. Jehu destroyed Baal worship in Israel. King Jehu did. It says the Talmud, an interpretation of Jewish law, foretold that there would be a return to Baal worship before the Messiah comes back. Did y'all see that? There will be a return to Baal worship before the Messiah comes back. As I keep asking in several of these classes, where the hell are all these missing kids at? Where are all these missing women at? The, 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 where are all these, these, these reports about all these sex parties and these, the sex trade that, that were kids being kidnapped and taken away from and never seen again? Come on, y'all. And, and, and it's, it's coming out about amongst these actors from now. Dwayne Wade, they talk about since Jada wrote a book about about is writing a book about uh, Will Smith and his alternate lifestyle and, and open marriage. Then now Gabriel Union is about to do the same thing with uh, Dwayne Wade, and and he's tied in with Will Smith and it's just somebody else, um, uh, P Diddy. That Dwayne Wade, Will Smith, P Diddy are all tied into the old that, that whole. Scandalous debauchery, sex thing. That's what I guess we're throwing uh, big, tall, packet ass uh, uh, Dwight Howard in this, in this mix too. And I guess it's going to reach to to Magic Johnson with his packet ass son, Con. kissing the in the mouth, kissing Isaiah Thompson in the mouth. Come on, man. Con. It's even it's even going to reach. You know, I, I, you know, I I know all the Tupac fans out there, but. It's going to it's going it's going to hit that zone too. From Tupac to yeah. to Biggie Smalls, that, that uh, Mr. C is it Mr. C's his DJ being caught with a, with a, uh, a transvestite uh, prostitute. Uh. Eddie Murphy being caught with a, uh, a transvestite prostitute. The rumors about him and Johnny Gill. <laughs> Quincy Jones. Come on, y'all. Reading on now uh, From the generative AI It's experimental Um, This could be unsafe and for illegal Depending on a person's age There is evidence uh, of drug use In ancient Mesopotamia I had to get this part out There is evidence of drug use In ancient Mesopotamia To go along with Uh but all worship. That to give you some over to these type of things, drugs will be involved as well. And being intoxicated, not only just drinking, it'd be drugs, herbs. All right? Opium. And y'all can look it up too. The evidence of drug use in ancient Mesopotamia. Y'all can look this up. Opium. The earliest reference to opium use is in 3400 BC, 3,400 years before Christ, when the opium poppy was cultivated in where? Lower Mesopotamia. Where was Bab- what was Nimrod at? Where was Babylon at? Where is Ur the Chaldees? Lower Mesopotamia. Opium clay tablets are the earliest prescriptions found in Sumerian cultivation, civilization, 8,000 years ago. 
Check this out, y'all. We just read about opium, right? Georgies? Cannabis. Cannabis was used in ancient cultures. The blue water lily. The blue water lily was used in ancient, uh, in ancient cultures. Narcotics. Narcotics were derived from cannabis sativa. Uh, mandragore uh, or mandrakes, uh, darnell, and opium. Research suggests that a drug culture was central to rituals in Mesopotamia, Anatolia, which is where modern-day Turkey is, Egypt, and the Levant, which is where the Canaanites live, the land of Israel. For example, researchers uncovered a unique uh, kitchen in a 4,000-year-old palace where priests may have served up opium-laced potions for ceremonies. All this dealing with Baal worship, going back to Nimrod, definitely dealing with Dionysus, dealing with Bacchus, dealing with Apollo, dealing with Zeus. And I didn't even get into like the Norse gods and all that type of stuff. In Mesopotamia, medicine mostly involved plant-based remedies. Plants were applied externally as bandages or salves and taken uh, internally in the form of healing potions or enemas. Class of botanical medicine that was uh, utilized by the ancient Mesopotamians, narcotics were derived from cannabis. Okay, I, I, we just read about that. Uh, y'all can look this up. Medicine and doctoring in ancient Mesopotamia. Drugs in ancient, in ancient cultures, a history of drug use and its effects. Y'all can look it up. Drugs in ancient cultures, a history of drug use and its effects. All right. Archaeological evidence shows that humans were taking opium and magic mushrooms as far back as 10,000 years ago. Some scholars even believe that a few notable Greeks, like Pythagoras, couldn't have come up with their genius theories and philosophies without some form of drug use. Text from ancient history suggests that there may be truth in these claims. This article focuses on the various drugs used in ancient cultures, as well as highlighting the importance of modern-day drug rehabilitation from state-funded rehab uh, centers to luxury rehab centers. Now, harmal was commonly used by West Indian, Iranian, and Andean cultures. Harmal is a drug that was used by West Indian, Hajinim, West Indian, Iranian, Iran, and Andean cultures, Andean, South, uh, South America, where the Israelites brought that over here to the New World. Interestingly, it was recently discovered in the hair of an adult male mummy and a mummified one-year-old baby in northern Chile. The older male was buried with snuffing, uh, snuffing trays and pipes, which may have been used to consume the drug. The remains are believed to be from 800 to 1200 A.D. 
Come on, man. Harma is a is a flowering plant that can be converted to the chemical haramine through the distillation process. The chemical works as a strong antidepressant. A what? Strong antidepressant. What's the sign that a stimulant? And has the ability to magnify the effects of other antidepressants. It can also be used in the treatment of inflammation and fever. Hamel seeds are available in most Iranian and Middle Eastern grocery stores. These are drugs that were used in ancient times. All right. Number two, cannabis. The wider word is certainly no stranger to this drug. The wider world is certainly no stranger to this drug. With thousands of cannabis legalization debates taking place across the globe, however, it has been in use for thousands of years as believed to have been used in ancient Central and South Asia. Where? Ancient Central and South Asia. Thyatria, Ephesus, uh, Corinth, Egypt, uh, Babylon, Assyria, Pergamos, Ephesus, a 2007-year-old grave in western China exhibits the most relevant evidence of the drug being used as a psychoactive substance in ancient times. I'm going to read that again. A 2007-year-old grave in western China exhibits the most recent evidence of the drug being used as a psychoactive substance in ancient times. Around uh, 789 grams or 1.7 pounds of the substance was found in the shaman's grave. In the shaman's grave. Were the works of Shakespeare inspired by cannabis? Scientists find traces of drugs on, on pipes. Secret chamber found at Scythian burial mound reveals golden treasure of drug-fueled rituals. Cannabis, a journey through the ages. Cannabis was cultivated in the past for its hemp fiber, but it has also been used as a meditation and a painkiller by Sikhs for generations. Although cannabis is still legal, illegal in the majority of places, there are instances of medical legalization due to its, its use as treatment for glaucoma and in, uh, increasing the body's appetite. And for doing what? Increasing the body's appetite. You think they were using this back in the ancient times in Baal worship? When you're you bringing up kids and you're drinking their blood, you've got to be high. When you get your appetite up and you just will eat anything, when you give yourself over to whatever type of feeling and sensuality that is available, you're damn right cannabis was there. Check this one out. Nutmeg. Nutmeg. Ancient Indian and Asian cultures were prone to using nutmeg recreationally. While it is mostly regarded as a cooking ingredient today, nutmeg is useful for the treatment of asthma, and heart com uh, complaints, and also serves as a sedative. Many ancient cultures believed that this spice had special or magical powers. 
Did y'all hear that? Many ancient mm-hmm. cultures believed that the spice had special or magical powers. Mm-hmm. Regular water mixed with nutmeg has also been used as substitute for decades. It was even used by Malcolm X. Remember when Malcolm X was uh, in jail? Yes. I thought you was going to go there. I was waiting for you to go there. When he was, when he was, he had been uh, arrested and he was actually a heroin addict. Yes. And he was, he was hurting. And uh, the, the brother who was, you know, claiming to be, uh, you know, from the nation of Islam actually gave him nutmeg to take the edge off. With, with nutmeg with regular water. Time. Reading on, it says, overdose on nutmeg has very strong side effects, though. So it's worth remembering that moderation is key, especially as you can find nutmeg in many local spice stores or a supermarket. These, this is what people have, this is what these ancient cultures had available to them in dealing with the worship of these gods, these sex rituals, these sex orgies. You just letting yourself go, letting yourself be free, wanting to get away, want to have an ease of mind. This, all this type of stuff was going on, has been going on, and goes back to Baal worship. This is what Ahab had brought into Israel with his, with this heifer. I just came back from Georgia. <laughs> with this heifer, Jezebel, <laughs> a damn Hamite. Number four, cocoa leaf. I'm not even going to read it. Cocoa leaf, that's where we get cocaine from. Um, check this out. Psilocobin. Uh, psilocybin, I'm sorry. Psilocybin. Psilocybin was used by ancient people in the Saharan Desert as well throughout Central and South American cultures. But it's not over there in the Sahara Desert. That's Africa, y'all. Also known as magic mushrooms. They've been found in North African murals dated anywhere from 9,000 to 7,000 B.C. Eating magic mushrooms is known to cause nausea and hallucinations, which were warmly embraced by ancient users as they believed it offered them access to higher levels of intelligence. It is widely believed by drug history students that the hallucinations caused by magic mushrooms led to some of the most famous religious and cultural evolutions of our entire species. Are y'all hearing this? There are different varieties of mushrooms all around the world, but one quick way users obtain them today is to grow it on cattle dung. Some shops in the Netherlands and some parts of Belgium have been known to sell magic mushrooms as well. Brothers and sisters, what, what were the Israelites dealing with? But if you're dealing in, in, in the promised land with all the crops and with all the herbs and everything, all the cattle, how many cows do we have that this would be something that would be grown in cattle dung? How readily available was it? And mind you, we're gonna get, I, I, I hope I get to it today. If, if, I hope this class has been recorded. <laughs> That's what I hope right now. <laughs> you know what? We 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 didn't hear the 
don't know if this class is still recording. Oh my God. Goodbye. If this didn't record, I'm, 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 I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm about to cry. But I'm going to end this right here. <laughs> if this class is cool, we, uh, this is going to sting. But I'm going to end this class this way. You get anything you want to, Goodbye, you there? I'm I'm here. I'm here. Wait, you got anything you want to? Um, uh, what what I'm doing here is uh, if you can hold on a second, real quick. I mean, let me see. You, you can't call in. The two, the two hours already uh, expired, so you can't call in. Okay. I'm about to try and end the show here, and uh. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to end the show here and see what we <laughs> recorded. Yeah, and, and, and actually, because you know when you put me on hold, then it, it, it switches over to a conference. And so um, what I'm looking at here is it, it, didn't, it didn't switch into the conference. Time. Well, let me ask you this. Hopefully, you did record. We'll see. So, what do you think about this class so far? It's a powerful class, and um, it's got so much information in it. Um, I, I had actually thought about it because I, I, I actually um, had been had been zoned in. You know, when when I, when I looked. You know, because I, I usually, you know, I get my break at, at 7.30 and, and, you know, sometimes I'll give you a call. But what I did was is I, is I, 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 went, I went in to the blog talk and um, I, when you were talking about the, 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 the Snuff Smith, I actually went in and listened to this music, bro, and you 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 weren't bullshitting when you said that this is stuff that would make Eminem blush. The you know all of this, we were so wholesome and you know with you know our great grandparents and grandparents and shit. But this shit is all the way. This it, there's nothing new under the sun, and the 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 information. Well, it is. It's, it's very powerful. It's very powerful, and um, you know the information that we just went over. Um, it, it it all ties in. I, I I have the I have the scriptures already. I'm I'm looking at Romans, um, Romans one, from twenty six to the end. Um, there's there's scriptures in Ezekiel talking about the censor. And I don't know if you're going to go into that in the next class, you know, but, you, you, you know, there's, 
the abomination of the of the drug use, you know, to where you know what it's talking about. It may not say crack or it may not say meth or it may not say marijuana, but it it, it gives the it, it it breaks it down in the scripture in Ezekiel so good that you know exactly. What, it, what it's talking about. The information is, I mean, this is, I really hope that we did, we did get uh, recorded. I, I do, um, I don't know with, with it being on, on, on hold still, because it's still on hold. It's like it didn't go to conference, which probably is going to be, um, which is probably the indicator that it might not have. Um, yeah, so go ahead, go ahead and redo this whole class. Yeah. That's the case. Yeah. Especially going in on you know where where I actually came in with the with the with the print stuff and 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 you know we we had did uh. A couple. Of, there was there was a class where you were were showing, um, in Prince's lyrics. Uh, it wasn't Raspberry Beret, but it was. Um, and there were there were just just a couple of songs, and, and we were going over uh, uh, about the 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 Diana. Uh, we were in. It was, the, it was, it was, it was Diana. It was also uh, when doves cry. Time, time. When doves cry. In which I, you know, which was information that I was like, wow. So, you know, all of that time, he would be asked about, are you, you know, you're gay, and all of that. You know, he, even though I mean, it, it was pretty blatant. I mean, he couldn't say that. We didn't know he was taking, you know, there, there's just the way some songs started out, you know, Kiss, the way it starts out, it sounds like he's being run through <laughs> before he starts singing. <laughs> you know, it's got that, it sounds like he's being run through in the beginning of the song, you know, but that that Raspberry Beret and Germans and, you know, all of that, bro. That, that that stuff is. That's exactly what what our people need to hear. You know, so I'm, I'm with you on that. Now we may have to do we may have to do some class again. You're probably gonna have to do it again. Man, let me go ahead and see where you end this, man. My goodness, I'm 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 sick to my heart. <laughs> Tom. All right. Well, my name is Shabba. Yeah, I, I was late. I was waiting for the. You know, I kept I I kept looking, and when we hit nine o'clock, I was like, because I know you started it, which surprised me, because I thought we were going at you were you were going to do it at eight, but you started it at seven. And and so I you know I was I was expecting to hear that but it, it never happens and it still hasn't happened yet. So it, it you know going back on it you know when when we go through it 
from when I called in, from when you when you say I need to get this, it it, it could be a blank, you know, because it's on hold still. Which is time. All right, well, brothers and sisters, hopefully you just did record. Um, my name is Rashabba. Uh My name is Gabar. Uh, for for Bible Talk, we like to say shalom. Shalom. Shema